Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Good afternoon, viewers. I'm so excited about this episode and to really share with you um, what I learned um, about the Children's Advocacy Center of Collin County. Today, I have Lynn McLean here. She's the CEO for the Children's Advocacy Center of Collin County, and we are going to learn so much. Welcome, Lynn. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, my pleasure, too. Um, well, I was there at the center a couple weeks ago and just, you know, was so amazed on the growth of the center as well as, you know, what the impact it has on our Collin County area. And so I'm excited for these viewers to really learn about that. But let's, you know, step back um, and learn a little bit about Lynn and how <laughs> Lynn got into this work. <laughs> well, um, it's kind of a long story. Um, many moons ago, I, I got my master's degree in social work. So clearly, okay. I had always wanted to help people. That had been a desire of mine as a profession. And when I got my master's degree, um, I didn't have any life experience and I didn't have any work experience. And I had said I would always do anything but work in the field of child abuse. Right. But what happened is that I had a really difficult time trying to find a position, and so Child Protective Services was hiring. And I thought, well, I mean, this work may break my heart, right. but I can do that for a couple of years and then I can move on. And essentially what happened to me is that I fell in love with the power of the work. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up working at Child Protective Services for 14 years. Oh, wow. Um, and, and when I say the power of the work, what I mean is knowing that you're making a difference in a child's life yes. every single day. Yes. And so I have now, it has become my life's work. Working in the field of child abuse has become my life's work. I've worked in a couple of other nonprofits before I came to the Children's Advocacy Center. So I've been, it's hard to say this out loud, but I've been doing this work for um, 39 years. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Well, it's, you know, it, it takes a special, you know, human being to really devote, and you are, you know, for this line of work because just the stories that you probably mm -hmm. endure day after day, it does, you know, it takes a toll on you. There's no question. And I always tell people that, um, even after being in the field as long as I have, right. there are still cases that break my heart mm -hmm. every day that bring me to tears. And I think the day you don't cry anymore is the day you need to find another job. Yeah. If you can hear the stories that we hear and it not impact you emotionally, right. then it's time for you to move on. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I will say about that is, as heartbreaking as the stories are that we hear, there's hope. Right. Children get better. Families get better, and we get to be part of that. Right. And that is powerful work that we get to do. And it's, you know, and having that place for these families to go to um, is so important, you know, so they can get on the road of recovery. Absolutely. There's no so. question about it. Wow. Well, let's talk about the, you know, the Children's Advocacy Center. You know, it started um, way back. It, did. it absolutely did, just like me. <laughs> and, and I remember, you know, it being that small little building. Um, yeah. And it was something that um, at that time it was the Junior League um, of Plano, now yes. the Junior League of Collin County. So all my Junior League um, friends <laughs> out there. That's right. Um, and then it just took off uh, because that was what the Junior League does. We Absolutely. You know, bring, you know, we put together um, 
nonprofits and then, you know, with the hopes that they will flourish themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened there. Absolutely. So. Yes. I mean, our our Children's Advocacy Center was founded in 1992. Um, and so for 28 years, we've been providing these services. We started as a project of the Junior League mm-hmm. with three staff in a strip shopping center in an office so small, if you backed up your chair, you ran into someone else. So from very, very humble beginnings, yes. we have gotten to where we are today. And today, we are a full-functioning facility with 55 staff working for the Children's Advocacy Center and 200 professionals co-housed in our building, all dedicated to safety, healing, and justice for children. Wow. So it is a pretty remarkable story. And it's also a testament, I think, to Collin County yeah. and their generosity and support. Because if you've lived in Collin County for a while, You know that Collin County has been growing exponentially for years. Definitely. And um, because of, we've been able to move to larger facilities and continue to meet the need. And, and add space. And right now we're working on a plan for how we're going to meet the needs of future children given the projected growth in Brighton right. County. And so we're very grateful to this community for their um, passionate and commitment, committed support of right. this mission. We couldn't have done what we've done without this community. Wow. Wow. Yes. I mean, the facility is huge. And Torino, I almost got lost. <laughs> I know, it's true. But I thought I was going to have to use Reese pieces when I was trying to figure out how to get around. But you know what I did learn is I didn't realize it is the hub. Um, and I'd like to, you to elaborate that to the viewers is it is the hub that you know, the police and yes, everyone absolutely. Is, comes to this center. And I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that's important for people to understand is that any case of child abuse that happens in Collin County, Um, is handled at our center. So even though we're in East Plano, we serve Prosper and Solana and McKinney and Frisco and all of those. And at our center, we have 200 professionals housed there. Mm -hmm. So we house law enforcement from Plano, uh, Plano Police Department, Wiley and Allen Police Departments, as well as detectives from the Sheriff's Department that handle the small municipalities. We are the home office for Child Protective Services in Collin County. So if you had to call in a report of a child you were concerned about, as the law requires that we all do, um, the person who responds to that case would come from our building. Um, And then in addition to that, as I said earlier, we have 55 staff who work for the nonprofit providing services that strengthen and support the services offered by the city, county, and state agency. So we essentially do the things they don't do. So right. we have social workers, and we have therapists, and we provide child care, and, and we do forensic interviews of children. Um, and so we all work together to make sure that that child gets everything that they need. And if I can just elaborate a little bit um, about this whole model of children's advocacy centers. Back when I started in this field doing work for Child Protective Services many moons ago, um, there was no such thing as children's advocacy centers. And so it was routine practice um, for children to have to tell their story multiple times. You know, they'd make yeah. a disclosure to the teacher, and then they'd I would go to the school and talk with them, and then I'd put them in my car and take them to a police station where they'd have to tell their story, and then I would tell take them to a hospital where they'd get a medical exam, and then throughout their case they had to tell their story multiple times. And right. it was really clear that children were being re-traumatized by the system. The other issue is that these cases are complicated. Yeah. You know, you have all the issues related to safety and risk to the child. You have issues related to the fact that this is a crime and someone should be held accountable for harming children. And then you have the issue of 
the trauma that the child has experienced and the family has right. experienced. And since we were not co-housed together, it was really easy for things to fall through the cracks. So the idea of advocacy centers was, what if instead of children having to go from place to place to place to place, you took all the professionals, you put them in one place, child comes in one door and gets everything they need. And mm-hmm. that's what we do at the Children's Advocacy yes. Center. Um, the other thing I think that's really critical about that is that we offer all of our services at no charge, mm-hmm. and we offer all of our services for as long as children need our help. And that can be throughout their life. Right, right. You know? Yeah, so, different things can trigger different memories back. That's, that's exactly right. And so. if we're working with an 8-year-old child who's been sexually abused, and we do all the things we know that we need to do for an 8-year-old to help right. them recover from that, we know when that child gets to be a teenager, those issues are going to come up again, and they're going to be different. We right. know when they get to be an adult and perhaps want to marry or have children, those issues are going to mm-hmm. come up again. And so... People can come back throughout their life. And since we've been part of this community for 28 years, we do see people come back for help. Right. And so we're able to help them on their healing journey and help them be safe parents for their own children. Yes. And ultimately, that's what we all want is to slow down the number of children Correct. coming through our doors. Right. Right. Yes. And so, you know. No, I mean, and I love that it is. It's that place where, you know, those children, when they're little or whatever age they, you know, come into the center, um, from that abuse, it's a safe place for them. It's absolutely. It's, it they can always count on that place, you know, for their life. That's you right. know, and that's what's so remarkable yeah, about the center. Um, well, let's you know also talk. You know, when we were touring, you know, I thought it was great. I went into that room with all the teddy bears. Oh yes, I loved. It just made me so happy to see all these teddy bears. And let's talk about the teddy bears. And you know, what are what are What's the symbol of the teddy bears? And you know. Yeah. So so actually the story of the teddy bears is one of our fundraisers that we have every year is a motorcycle ride, and it's yes. a teddy bear ride. So we have you know, 800 to 1,000 motorcycle riders who strap teddy bears on their bikes and um, ride their motorcycles, usually from Ikea to Harley-Davidson Financial Services. And we collect about 2,500 teddy bears on wow. one day. Um, and then throughout the year, we have them in a teddy bear room. Throughout the year, we, use, we give them to our children. So when children come to the center and have a forensic interview mm-hmm. um, after the interview you can imagine that can be pretty emotional and it can Correct. be difficult for children to talk about um, that then the children get to go to the teddy bear room and select a bear to take home with them and so it's like a symbol of comfort yes. I think and so one of the things that's remarkable about that is we hear stories about children who are growing up and going to college and yes. they still have their teddy bear um, and they take their teddy bear with them and yeah. um, and, you know, adults that have teddy bears that they're giving to their children right. and that kind of thing. So it's one of those things that's it's a small gesture, but it seems to have a really big impact it on does. children. It and does. And they carry that with them. I think it's a it's also a symbol for them of of being believed, of being right. supported, of... And it, it's even like a symbol of new beginnings. Absolutely. You know, you know they can start it so that they've had this, and now after their interview, they got a sense of... You know, there is a new beginning yeah. out there. So when you see those motorcycles going around Plano, <laughs> people, um, and you're like, why is there a teddy bear strapped like, to those guys? Right. What are those crazy motorcycles? Why is the traffic backed up? <laughs> um, it's in October. So um, now you will know. And I mean, I know when I see that, it's just, I'm going to stop um, and just, you know, remember, okay, 
all you know, I'll have that flashback of where all those teddy bears are stored yeah. and that a child is getting that teddy yeah. bear when they go in there. So I love that. Um, and then you also have, you know, I thought it was also really nice is you have a store um, yeah, for um, the children that come in uh, because, you know, when they get come to the center, it's usually whatever they were wearing, mm-hmm. um, which could have been not much. Um, and it's a, you basically put them, get them all dressed. Right. Again. Yeah. We have a, we have a rainbow room. It's called the rainbow room and it's an emergency resource center. It's stocked with um, all new items. We want our kids to have new cool things yes. like the other kids have. So clothes of all sizes, shoes, socks, underwear, diapers, baby formula, all kinds of emergency supplies. So that if a child has to be separated from their family mm-hmm. um, because it's too risky for them to be at home, we can make sure they have those essential things that they need. Pajamas and and, and clothes and shoes and we can also, the other thing that we do is provide a lot of support of relatives who take in children because if if children can't be at home because it's too risky, if they can be with a relative, that's a lot less traumatic for right, children and we right. want to support relatives, but relatives don't get the same kind of financial support that foster parents do. And so, you know, if we can place an infant with a grandparent with a car seat and a porter crib and baby formula, if we can help with winter coats and school supplies, those things can make a real difference. It and does. we are really dedicated to helping those relatives care for children. It, and I we love, serve about 100 children a month out oh, of that room. Wow. So, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So and I know you guys are always taking donations there. Absolutely. So. <laughs> we are, for sure. So if you have a kind heart and you like to go shopping or you see some things, I'm sure they will right. be happy to take those um, items um, for their rainbow room. We um, would. And we also have a wish list on our website. Okay. So we keep a wish list um posted there and we update it based on what we need right now and so you can always take a look at that and see if there's anything there you'd like to provide perfect and we'll have their website um at the bottom of the podcast so you can check it out um if you're feeling you know generous and you want to do or maybe you're shopping one day and you yeah. hit you know some sales or whatever you could <laughs> buy some things and donate it to the um children's advocacy center so i love like i said i love that room it um it just, it does. It, again, it's all about new beginnings is it what is. I feel like, you know, and that's another symbol of it's a new beginning for that child that's right. uh, that has already endured, you know, things right. that we just, you know, sometimes you just can't imagine. Yes. And it's, just, you know, it's just this little person. So yeah, we're working to make their future better than their past. Yes, 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 definitely. All parts of what we do are focused on that. Yes. <laughs> well, and, you know, the other, some of the other things, you know, touring through, um, you have a music room, uh, which was really cool that they, you know, with music and instruments and, mm-hmm. and things like that, that the kids um, get to use um, the rock climbing. Which yeah, <laughs> rock climbing wall so that someone generously wanted to donate to us. And that can really help children feel empowered because abuse takes your power away. Yes. In terms of the music therapy room, and we have a full scale therapy department in our center. So a wide range of treatment modalities because children are born different and right. they don't process trauma the same way so we have music therapy art therapy play therapy individual therapy group therapy because we want to individualize our treatment and you know make sure that child has the the kind of effective intervention that's going to work best for them right and so well and the other thing I wanted to touch so April is child abuse awareness month it is so you know that's something else again 
people, um, if you're feeling um, generous this month, um, maybe make a donation yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to absolutely. the Children's Advocacy Center. Uh, because you're, Linda's saying you know, they service it just out of the Rainbow Room, 100 right. um, families what, a month, and that's, that's yeah, a, lot. a lot. And so we, you know, last year we served close to 4,000 clients. Um, and every year, with you can imagine with Collin County's growth, every Correct. year more children come through our doors. We had a 6% increase in the number of forensic interviews last year. Wow. Um, and so, and we offer services to 100% of children who are victims of abuse or neglect. We never mm. want to have to turn a child away. No. Right? And so, I mean, our budget is $4.9 And wow. so... And financial support is always greatly appreciated yes. just to make sure that we can continue to meet that need and right. make sure every child who walks through our door has everything they need to heal. But I'm just, I mean, I'm just down to 4,000 um, for a year. That's a lot of cases. It is. And people are often surprised that that happens in Collin County. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's often, but child abuse does not discriminate. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't. so it happens right here. You might not be seeing it. But yeah. It could be happening, you know, down the street from you or next that's door right. you just never, yeah, know. never know so it, that's what's important for people to be aware you know keep a, you know aware of your surroundings aware of your neighbors and absolutely you know, it's just you know we want to keep these little children safe absolutely and there's information on our website about signs and symptoms of abuse okay um, in terms of what to look for because we all are mandatory reporters right. and certainly I would say that if a child ever tells you something is happening believe them um, and make a report you don't have to know for sure that it's happening let the let the professionals sort that out right but the, but children really have no voice but ours right you know and so I I think that's really important you can educate yourself on our website about things to look for um, we also have a community educator who does lunch and learns that she can bring okay. into your corporation about nice. recognizing and reporting abuse what to do if you think something's happening because those can be difficult kinds of situations, for sure. Um, but we and we don't charge for that. That's community service. Again, we want to slow down the number of children. Right. <laughs> so the more that we educate people about yes. what to look for, the more we um, work within our community, the more likely we are to do that. So those we have a lunch and learn that is about recognizing reporting abuse. We have one that's about internet safety, how to keep your children safe online. Oh, yeah. um, we also do that internet safety training for um, middle school and high school kids. Kids are a lot more at risk online than they realize that they are. Right. And so those are also options in terms of, you know, helping our community understand how to keep kids safe. Wow. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed learning all these different things that you guys provide to the community, and you do such a great job. Um, viewers, if you are looking, again, um, for an organization, if you want to help, if you feel, you know, you want to volunteer, you can go to their website. We'll have their w website um, at the bottom of the podcast. It'll have, you know, all the ways that you could get involved, whether it's, you know, you want to give some time or you want to monetarily or donate, or maybe you have an organization that's looking for something um, to donate to, you know, keep mm -hmm. the Children's Advocacy Center of Collin County in mind because it is right there in our, um, you know, right there in our hub. And you never know the house next door could be facing mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lynn. Cheers to you. Well, cheers <laughs> to you. Thank you for telling, uh, let me tell my story. You're welcome.
Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.